Hello everyone and welcome to I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here, where we are all allowed to be perfectly imperfect. I'm really excited to introduce you my guest this week, who is a Wall Street Journal best-selling author, Ambra Blackwell. And his book, Small Business Loans Made Simple, has been just doing absolutely amazing. And if you are a small business owner, this is definitely the place to be for you in this episode. So, are you ready? Hello, Ambro. Hello and welcome uh, to my podcast. Uh, I'm really honored to have you here. And thank you for awesome. your Awesome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> here thank you so much for having me as your guest it's it's an honor thank you so much for coming today um we will be talking a little bit about perfectionism and how that's been affecting you if at all uh, or how you actually look at life and how you have learned these things Shall we look at a bit of history? I know that you have this uh, Wall Street Journal uh, bestseller uh, <laughs> book, Small Business Loans Made Simple. And I'd like to talk a bit about that as well with you. Uh, but what what is the history that brought you to where you are? Uh, it's really, I would say, just pushing for a higher level of excellence. Um, wanting to be the best, wanting to make sure that it's definitive uh, by any chance possible. And I mean, you can, you know, I mean, I can see many traits from, you know, childhood to now. Mm -hmm. And when in your childhood, how did you learn to go for those high standards? Well, you know, a lot of it started with my mother, um, yeah. you know, uh, also sports. My mom always, you know, taught me to be the best uh, before she even knew the English language. Uh, she was telling us that we're going to go to college, we're going to college, you know, folks on going to college when a lot of us growing up, you know, college wasn't even a, a, a thought uh, that could be a possibility. Wow. Um, but for myself, you know, also sports is one of the easiest things because, you know, I want, always wanted to be the champion. I didn't care if it was little league sports, uh, high school sports, college sports, or anything else in between. Mm -hmm. And to be the best, you have to put forth everything. You, you know, you don't want to cut corners because when you cut corners each season, you realize that, you know, you probably shorted yourself. So the, the, the standards were always extremely high. Mm -hmm. And how did you take it? when those standards occasionally were not met by yourself? Uh, you know, sometimes it was, it was, it was punishment, you know, self-induced punishment, um, you know, less wanting to hang out, less wanting to do other things. Uh, you know, there was a time when I was real young uh, where grades, you know, could have been a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember, I'll never forget, it was, you know, we had progress report time and I was in jeopardy of not being able to play if I didn't have my grades high enough. And within that same quarter, I ended up on honor roll. And so, you know, because the fear of not being able to play was mm -hmm. going to hold me back. I literally took all my books home literally every single day to make sure I had no excuse um, to make sure that I was able to study. And so it was really just pushing the envelope as far as I could to make sure that there was no chance that I didn't leave anything on the table. 
Well, that's amazing. <laughs> it really is. And then how did you experience as the years went by? How did you experience this high level uh, standards? Well, it translated. I mean, once you see success and it's in, in success doesn't always guarantee you yeah. know there is a thing you know called failure there is a thing uh such as where you you know you may not end up being number one maybe you're number two maybe you're number three mm-hmm. you know but you know that has always been the goal you know it's always been the goal it's always been you know what i've strived for um you know i've always been harder on myself um whether it's sports i could always brag and tell the people that i won but i couldn't tell the one or two people in front of me so that always was an opportunity to give me motivation and I translate it into everything else, whether it's business, whether it's work ethic, it's always doing everything I can, finding something or one thing or another that will be able to give me an edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand that it has taken you quite far. Uh, you have been uh, in finance business for many years. And I understand that you were working uh, as a lender uh, to start to start with. Uh, And I think you are uh, vice president at JP Morgan Chase now. Uh, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that journey? Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I went to school. I was a, uh, a student athlete as a high school student that, you know, fell in love with the county. Uh, probably one of the few people that loved the county. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, not having, you know, the most means, you know, we weren't, you know, deprived or anything like that. Um, accounting was something I realized was something that could serve me well in the future for business, going into business, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when I went to school, started playing sports, you know, I, I kind of drifted thinking I might want to do something different from accounting uh, and I ended up circling right back to it. And so having said that, um, you know, for me, I, th- I thought of accounting as something that would allow me to have a stable career and, and you know, after sports, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect I was going to go, you know, uh, play professionally, even though that was something that was always a goal. Uh, but again, things happen like injuries, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so uh, navigating back over to the the, the work field, uh, you know, with my accounting degree, you know, I ended up taking one of the first jobs I can get out of college that would pay me the most, to, you know, I'm be paid bills and things of that nature. And I ended up finding myself in the opportunity to do financing. But in this case, it was home lending. And so with the home lending, you know, that came uh, a point in a place where I noticed so many people started becoming home lenders. So the market, the ability to, you know, control as much clients as possible was starting to diminish a little bit. So, you know, I had a pivot and my pivot was looking for business owners, finding ways to help them tap into equity of their homes, help them start businesses, uh, helping them in that manner. And that was a point of differentiation. Then I relied back on my accounting friends, my accounting network, CPA network, you know, to help find some of those people, you know, in terms of building alliances. And that was one of the things that that college taught me a lot was how to connect with different people, uh, regardless of gender or race and things of that nature, build bridges, work together, study together, things of that nature. So I translated that over into, you know, to the real world, you know, with that having said, 
you know, that allowed me to have a pathway to go into commercial lending, which was, you know, focusing on business. So from there, I mirrored my passion for business, my, uh, my passion for competition, you know, in this case, sales, as well as the, you know, accounting background. And it was a perfect marriage um, where it allowed me to help deal with and work with building relationships, sales, things of that nature. And I've pretty much stayed in that, that capacity for almost the last 20 years. And so, you know, that led me to, you know, pushing myself further, which was, you know, where the book came into place. Yes, and amazing small business loans made simple. And it's also insider secrets and strategies for established businesses. Absolutely. Uh, so are they, uh, for example, people like me, um, I am running a small business with you know two people, uh, and up to what would you call a small business? Up to how many people? Um, well, it varies. Um, some of it comes down to the volume of, uh, of revenue. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you can yeah. be a fifty million dollar business and still be considered a small business. And yeah. for most people, earning fifty million a year sets up a really nice legacy for you and your family. That's right. That's right. So how did you come about? When did you decide, you know what, I should write this book and help people uh, to take their business to next level? Well, I was inspired uh, by a gentleman by the name of Paul Walker, uh, not the, not the actor, but <laughs> Paul Walker in Orange County. I remember going to a um, an event, uh, somewhat of a networking event amongst uh, vice presidents. You had vice president from various different uh, emerging market businesses, you know, smaller businesses to large businesses that, you know, 300 million in revenue and things of that nature. And this gentleman had a book on his table and, you know, the, and, and you know, I went over to congratulate him and thank him for, you know, just, you know, just support him with, you know, I'd never seen anyone that had a book before. And so having said that, he just, you know, pulled me by the side and said, Hey, this is, this is, you know, one of the things that, you know, I do to help, you know, share my thought leadership. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking, well, I don't think anyone's done this in, in the finance space when it comes to small, medium-sized businesses. So that was a seat, but I didn't know where to go, where to start, things of that nature. So I started studying, I started connecting with people, learning from them, uh, reading books, attending, you know, organizations like Rick Frischman has a really great one. Uh, uh, that's dedicated to authors and so that kind of stuck with me for a moment mm -hmm. and I'd say back in around 2016 um, I had a little bit more time on my hands and I started thinking you know this is the time to go ahead and do it if there's a time I'm going to start writing it and so you know leading up to all those years and even after that I, t I attend so many access to capital events so many different business seminars things of that nature and I was a little frustrated from the, the standpoint of that, no matter how much, you know, we had these events, I felt like the audience, the listener, uh, or in this case, the reader, didn't have enough information. You know, you can only jam pack so much that impacts the life cycle and the lifestyle and the business of a business owner in a 30 minute to two hour segment, you know, especially something that can be a little more tailored. Mm -hmm. So... That's where it was birthed between those two things is, 
you know, how can I do something that I think will get people 80, 90% of the way? Um, because there's always some things that, you know, like I said, sometimes you don't come in first place, maybe second or third, um, that will allow the majority of business owners that follow to have a blueprint, a roadmap, a pathway to get to a place where they can have a more favorable outcome when it comes to uh, getting uh, financing for their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. And so how long did it how long in total uh did you did you spend <laughs> until you were thinking, okay, I can let this go now. It's it, it's you know, we we were just before we were talking about how long it has taken me to let go of my book, which is uh, hopefully now going to be published in August. That's the plan uh of the publishers. And I just wonder, it took me, you know, I finished it December 2021. <laughs> and uh, I just, I just wonder how, you know, how, how long it took you for it to be, okay, it can go now. <laughs> well, it's so funny because um, I actually rewrote the book a couple of times. Uh, and, 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 you know, I wrote it originally and I was doing it in pieces and I had ideas. I had some, I, you know, I, I took a course that would kind of help you to write it. And, yeah. and it, it was frustrating the heck out of me because I would write in pieces, take seven minutes to start. And then, you know, and then it would take you to the next step. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I just got started flowing, you know, in my, yeah. in, in my, in my thought pattern. So I did that, um, you know, I decided to, um, you know, uh, I was doing some traveling and speaking and things of that nature. That was kind of interrupting things. Eventually, I just went back and said, okay, I'm just going to focus on writing, you know, about an hour a day or whatever. And so I actually started writing two books. The second book will come out probably late 2024. Um but I decided to go ahead and actually start writing. And I thinking if I'm going to write and I'm going to speak to you, the business owner, you've been in business, either you're either someone who's starting in business, who's still relatively young. And in the industry, typically that's less than three years. And then over three years, you know, you're considered to be a more mature business. Um, not necessarily doesn't mean that you're the same business that's been around for 30, 40 years, but you're now you've seen a trend. You've been able to kind of determine if this business is accelerating or, uh, or, you know, or if it's declining. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to go ahead and write it. I'd say probably the equivalent of writing the majority of it was probably the equivalent of taking a full weekend. Um, cause this is pulling from, you know, my opinion, my thoughts, my perspectives, you know, of seeing hundreds, thousands of, you know, businesses that, you know, have been able to get it done right. And those that, you know, weren't able to get it done. Um, and so there's a little bit of that that I go into. Um, so that was really easy for me. The hardest part was really the perfectionism of making sure I actually have it right. You know, making sure that I've got little updates, you know, things of that nature, yeah. trying to check up on certain things. Like, for example, uh, you know, the industry would use a form called a 4506T, which is the tax transcripts to verify that the taxes that you provide a lender are accurate, but then it changed to the 4506C. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go into update because I don't want someone to be able to say that, you know, this is outdated, you know? And so that's the perfectionism of it because, yeah. you know, once you complete your book, it's as of that moment, you know, but, and that's why I say 80, 90%. 
Um, but I, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the ability to build a team, the ability to articulate, you know, what you're doing, you know, as a business owner and be able to, you know, to, you know, work with that team um, will help put most people in, in a really great position um, to get financing. Um, I've seen it where it wasn't, you know, the first time around, but it was the second time around, you know, and so, you know, business is a team sport. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we are we are grateful for, for this book as business owners because uh, it's time saver and lifesaver, right? So you you know you have put a lot of things there that will save people a lot of time. So there's the a lot of time. Not only that, but it's the countless number of businesses that have gone out of business because they didn't get access to capital and and there's so many components to it you know you 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 know that could be your credit that is damaged because you know you've got debts that you maybe need to pay that you took loans out on that maybe you shouldn't have or maybe could have got a better financing or or because you didn't get financing um you know you weren't able to you know meet payroll timely because now maybe the employee is able to sue you because you haven't paid them according there's all kinds of things that come back in to add to the stress levels which impact the health which impact families impact communities um that that was really the the, the love letter if you want to call it to you know to the small business owner yeah, um, i've learned so much from businesses you know and opportunities to be able to assist them and you know industries from everything from construction to medical um and yeah. so and and now i'm working you know on trying to get it in multiple languages so spanish oh, is done now. wow amazing yes i Absolutely. remember uh seven or nine languages it's being translated to i think yes yes uh it's finished editing in spanish um so you know there's a whole another component of just releasing the book versus just printing out some words yeah, um, but so I no want to make sure. <laughs> want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to be able to understand and take this information, regardless of gender, race, dialect, you know, um, ethnicity, language. Um, mm -hmm. If I can do so, I want to make sure everyone has access to be able to um, put themselves in position to get capital for their business. Yeah, it's amazing. We're really grateful uh, for. For you writing this book uh, and I'm sure uh, many of our audience uh, will go because we have quite many uh, business owners uh, entrepreneur ladies uh, as well as gentlemen uh, as our as our audience and I'm sure they will uh, appreciate that go out and buy small business loans made simple by Ambrose Blackwell and you will never look back again and it will definitely take your business to the next level. Just going back to talking about perfectionism, Ambrose, mm -hmm. I just wonder how, um, you know, we talked about how you always went for the highest standards and and uh, just going for succeeding. And sometimes it was okay to be number two, number three, but you always, always went for the highest standards. I, and, and it has really taken you so far. I just wonder when you occasionally don't get to where you want to be or when you occasionally fail, you know, you go for something and it doesn't work. 
how do you take that? How did you used to take it? Or have you changed your ways? Or how do you take it now? You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, that's why I love sports as well so much. Uh, there's a lot of lessons that you can learn on your pursuit to greatness. Um, and that's exactly what I look at. I, I, I've branded in my mind not to look at loss as that word loss. I look at it as lessons. You know, every time someone says no, every time you don't make it number one, so to speak, um, what lessons did you learn? Was it that you procrastinated? Was it that you didn't get proper rest dieting? Was it that you um, really didn't give it all? Was it, you know, was it timing? You know, there's a lot of things that come into place, you know, with, you know, being number one. And, you know, I also subscribe to the idea of being content, but never satisfied. You know, so the fact that if I can, I am number two, number two, you're, you're pretty darn good. Um, but the strive is always going to be the number one. Um, you know, there's, there's human element, you know, like I said, you know, using sports as one analogy, you know, you might be fighting through injuries. <laughs> so, but, and that's something that you may not have just been able to control. Um, so that's realizing that in the pursuit for perfectionism that you're not perfect, you know, but I don't know who said it, but you're perfectly imperfect, you know, so, you know, that's it's true. not an excuse and I don't allow it to hold me back from seeking to be the best, but I also allow those lessons to allow me to learn and to continue to rinse, repeat and, and come back, you know, hopefully, you know, much better. Yeah. And that is really the healthy way to strive for success isn't it because um the unhealthy way when you know when you are a perfectionist which is the the unhealthy way of going for things then you beat yourself up a lot you oh you keep overthinking about the event should i have done this should i have done that why didn't i do this why didn't i do that and uh, beat yourself up criticize yourself horribly put yourself down, call yourself words. And that is the the unhealthy way. Uh, and what we are really going for is the way you are doing it. Okay, what did I learn from this? How can I do? What can I do differently? That's going to help me next time rather than beating yourself up. What was the lesson from this? That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're still friends with yourself. You're still kind to yourself, <laughs> accepting that you are perfectly imperfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. And how is, do you find that your, um, that people around you um, are being affected with, um, with your um, striving for number one? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and your environment is something you also always have to be keen, you know, of and, uh, you know, have top of mind awareness. And so, you know, you rub off on each other. Um, I'm always really big on making sure that I minimize and keep only those that are looking to soar high. Those that are always looking to aim more in their own respective way. I might be, you know, in thought leadership or business or finance or banking. The next person might be in construction or it might be in sports or anything else. 
Um, but there's parallels, you know, there's greatness in, in, in all kinds of different industries, genres and things of that nature. And so seeing someone else, you know, push and, 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 and excel for excellence helps keep me motivated at the same time. So there's a little bit of iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what I see happening in those that are closest to me and those that, that come into my circle, because you're always meeting new people and things of that nature, I'm evaluating that. I'm evaluating, are they the type of person that, that I would want and that's good for me and my environment and my psyche and my mindset and things of that nature. Um, yeah. So it's very important, but yes, absolutely. Um, you know, after I published my book, I've had many friends that, you know, said, Hey, I think I want to go ahead and, you know, publish, you know, book. And so, mm-hmm. you know, obviously gladly have showed them my steps and things that they can do and, and, and they'll be off to the races. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. And in your private life, how how do you uh, how do you go for that success? You know the mindset. How does that affect your private life? Well, you know I don't think you can. <clears throat> I think you have to do your best, and that's where communication comes in. Yeah, um, there's there's sacrifices that are going to be made. Um, I have not seen anyone. Um, that's made it to the mountaintop, so to speak, that did not have uh, a little bit of um, uh, of people who, who have not been affected by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where, you know, I, I like to look at, you know, life and moments as well. And you, you know, you have to cherish the moments that you have um, because everyone has to be striving, you know, for, you know, for their best. And that's going to require sometimes you as a person, um, you know, having to, you know, suffer a little bit. And maybe those family, friends, loved ones, they may have to suffer a little bit. But hopefully in the end, they understand and they're supportive um, of what it's going to take and what you're doing to reach the mountaintop or be the best. Yeah. And bringing the, helping you, supporting you to bring your best self to the world. Absolutely. <laughs> And give your best self to the world. Yes, so that everyone can enjoy your book and the one to come as well. Uh, we are looking forward to that one too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amber. I really appreciate your time. And I really appreciate, we all appreciate your wise words too. Thank you. Uh, any any um, last comments before you go? Anything that I may not have covered that you would like us to cover today? No, I would just say that, you know, to continue to, you know, to strive to be the best, don't, don't beat yourself up, you know, make sure that you've got a good team. Um, that's one of the things I talk about, obviously in the book, but this is just in personal life, you know, regardless, you know, and it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, you know, and just know that your win is coming. Yeah. That is so good. So good. Thank you so much, Amber. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us in I'm a Perfectionist. Get me out of here podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave stars and a review. Help me spread the word by sharing this with your friends and family. My practical manual, Transformation Through the Power of Quotes, will help you or someone you know get through tough times and feel happier. It is now available on Amazon paperback and Kindle. You can also check out our website 
mindandmood.co.uk. Thank you again. And remember, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Bye for now.